They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we review Mini Stop's Ode to Okinawa campaign. Mike reviews 7-Eleven Carapeno Chicky. And Matt confuses grapes for boobs. Now, let's head off to the Convini. They're the Convini, they're the Convini, they're the Convini, they're the Convini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Ah, it's going well here, Mike, you know. Um, still mourning the merger between the PGA Tour and Liv. Um, mm. Trying to get over that. I don't know if I ever will. See what happens. But other than that, you know, I got to say things are going, things are going all right. I did hit the driving range recently, actually. Didn't tell yeah. you mentioned that. And, and how to go? Tell you what, one word for you, Mike. Supination. Now I'm an anti-golf tip guy. We've talked about this. You got to mm-hmm. be careful with the golf tips, everybody. You can't just sling these. Everybody thinks they got great tips. Yeah. You don't. Nope. Keep them in your pocket. You yeah. know, golf tips, they're like, they're like bullets. You fire them only when absolutely necessary. That's the only time you hand out golf tips. Otherwise, you're just going to mess everybody up. But, you know, I did get a lesson mm-hmm. late last year, second golf lesson ever in my life. And yeah. uh, talk to me about supination, which just means mm-hmm. keeping your left wrist straight at the mm-hmm. top of the backswing. Mine was okay. cocked. Okay. Okay. And this has been a, yep, 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 yep. Okay. This has been a game changer. I was, I was hitting not just, well, I don't hit bombs, but you know, they were going straight and I wasn't, if they were, if they were curving, it wasn't like, you know, into outer space. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Probably maybe in the fairway, definitely in play. Wow. So, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I might be going for my tour card. You might see me on the Corn Ferry Tour wearing an American flag polo shirt with uh, trying to – because Saudi Arabia now effectively owns the PGA Tour. Yeah. How do we feel about that, everybody? Maybe we should talk about that today. Well – this is a convenient podcast, so it's not probably not the right form. I'm I'm going off the rails here, Mike. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I, what's going on with you? Yeah. No, I know, Matt. I know this is a big big deal. This is a big deal, and I know it's got you in a frenzy. I gotta say, I'm excited about your golf. Yeah, yeah. I remember you sent me a text, and you said this might be the year. So <laughs> excited, man. Man, there's nothing when you when you do start playing golf. For our listeners who aren't golfers, it's hard to understand, but like hitting a drive straight, like hitting your driver and it going straight. This is like you play 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. This is something you, it just doesn't happen, you know? So um, Matt, I'm super pumped for you. Um, Things are okay here. We had a little BBQ at uh, My My's cousin's house today. And that was, is the season was super fun. We did a we did all the events, um, you know, we did the watermelon breaking, you know, big thing in Japan. You <laughs> buy a watermelon, you get a stick and everybody hits it, breaks it open. I didn't know that um, was a thing. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Leo and um, Ao, who's his cousin or second cousin. Uh, yeah. Get the stick. And boom. And you just break it open. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, so, yeah, that's good. And uh, yeah, man, not much else. Plan a trip to Tokyo, actually, in July. Ooh, gonna take nice. Leo. And we're gonna do some train watching. So I'm super pumped about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, he's a big train guy. Oh, super big train guy. We're just going to go to Tokyo Station. Oh, just going to stand up on the platform and just watch Yamanote Sen, Keihin Tohoku Sen. We're going to watch them all. And some of the trains, they, this, how good is Japan? Sorry, now I'm getting off the, off the rail. How good is Japan? We went to Tokyo. You know how busy Tokyo is? This is a, like a year ago. And the Keihin Tokusen, which is one of the like main lines throughout um, Tokyo, we stopped at Ueno Station. We're like sitting, standing outside the train, just watching. And the conductor, he like calls us over and he gives Leo this like little sticker. And it's oh, a wow. Keihin Tokusen sticker. So I think oh, like yeah. these different trains have different like collectible like stick. Anyway, so I'm super pumped about that. But um, yeah, man. Just uh, yeah. Things things tell are good. You how far off? Okay. <laughs> MBTA. Literally, people are. I mean, another person died on the MBTA recently in Boston, and the red line had to be evacuated because of smoke, presumably because of a fire two days ago. So stickers. We're centuries away from handing stickers out at train stations yeah. we can't even keep ceiling panels from falling and crushing people <laughs> so that is spectacular what a trip that will be for leo a core memory oh trip. yeah oh yeah just and you know we did sorry i'm getting along but we went to tokyo before and we tried to like do all this like train related stuff like specifically like the train you know hotel and stuff like that but like oh, wow. i realized while i was there that like for him, it's like the like the best thing would just be like regular old train station, just watching the trains come. So I think that's what we're going to go. It's legit for anybody. Tokyo Station's incredible. Oh, I mean, if you've oh, never yeah. been, it's a legitimate thing to do. If if you've never seen a busy, it's impossible to describe how busy that station yeah. is. It must be the busiest yeah. in Tokyo, or one of the top three or something. I think Shinjuku is like Shinjuku. in terms of like daily traffic is the most busy but yeah yeah i mean it's you know but go ahead go go pull up a map of tokyo station and uh your brain will just melt looking at yeah. that thing because it's oh, yeah. like five stories all platforms mm. 1200 lines 30 million it's incredible <laughs> yeah it moves through there and great dining options actually you know, oh my god you yeah. got all right we're not talking about the convenience if 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 you're visiting Japan, one of the best places to see is the train station. Tokyo Station has some of the best food, including Tokyo Ramen Street. Everybody loves ramen. And mm -hmm. Tokyo Ramen Street is this area in Tokyo Station. It's kind of hard to find. It's underground, like so many things in Japan. But it's um they invite Japan's best ramen shops around the country to open up these outlets. Mm. And so in this little tiny area, you probably have, I don't know, eight to ten of Japan's best ramen shops. And you can eat at one, two, however many you wish, and they're all just in this nice, nice little packed area. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, man. I actually, one of my most shameful or sort of like worst memories in Japan is I was, uh, you know, we used to work at this uh, travel company together. And sometimes we would <clears throat> take these like small groups or families around these really curated trips around Japan. And I was with this one family and we, I like kind of screwed up the timing on like uh, trains and we got into Tokyo station and we missed our train. And I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, we missed our train. Um, it's going to be another hour. And the, the guy, one of the guys who I was touring around was like, well, is there like anything to do at Tokyo station? And at this time I had, I had only lived in Ishikawa. I didn't know. And I was like, no, it's just like a train station. And he like pulled out his phone. He's like, you have what you don't know what you're talking about like <laughs> tokyo station is amazing like and so i was like yes it is and you know yeah like there's this whole underground like world of shops and oh, like incredible. it's just uh, absolutely amazing so um anyways all right man maybe we should maybe we, we should talk, start talking talk convening. this isn't yeah all right let's talk convening yeah all right mike as usual, there's a lot to talk about this week. And mm -hmm. this week, head story, you know, it's summer, Mike. Summer is almost here. June, what is it, 20th, 21st. Yeah. And uh, the Convini is it's June getting... 11th. Summer 11th. is June 11th? No, no. Oh, the when day summer, the day summer begins. All right. I'm just going to shut up and sit here and just uh, let you do your thing. 21st, 20th, you know, it changes because of whatever, the harvest or something like this. I don't know all the facts, okay? I'm okay. not a scientist. Okay. okay. And um, <laughs> the convenies getting ready. Mike, they've been getting ready for summer for a long time. You've seen a lot of hot noodles switch to cold. Mm -hmm. And my mm -hmm. mini stop is going all in they're doing an okinawa themed campaign here mike mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okinawa uh i think mm -hmm. everybody knows is the group of mm -hmm. islands south of japan way south actually you do need it. it's not you can't just like take a ferry over they're mm -hmm, equidistant mm -hmm. actually between taiwan and kyushu yeah so they're out there and uh famous for their beautiful beaches sunny weather but also mike they have some distinct ingredients uh or mm -hmm. culinary traditions uh yeah. that you can't find really anywhere else in japan except for places that kind of theme do an okinawa tropical theme and mm -hmm. mini stop is leading into this mike they've they've launched this okinawa campaign and they got a few pretty oh, interesting products here mike of course taco rice hey taco rice, mike yes sir taco rice they got the taco rice plate. They got the taco rice dog. It's mm. a taco rice hot dog. Okay, that's a hot dog with taco rice meat, not rice. There's no rice in this taco meat. I'm going to get to that in a minute. There's a whole story behind that. Okay. They have um, uh, some of these I question whether or not they're related to Okinawa. Like they got the kakuni, the buta kakuni, like the pork belly, simmered pork mm -hmm. belly, uh, onigiri. I, I don't know what this means. Dafutefu. Mm. I, I don't know. That sounds made No up. idea. They got um, the harusame, sunomono, harusame, the, um, mm. what are those, rice noodles or something? The clear noodles. Yep. Uh, with Okinawa mozuku. Mm-hmm. Mozuku, and I do see you commonly see Mike Mozuku, the slimy seaweed. It's like eating a, a runny booger mm -hmm. uh paired with other slimy stuff, okra oh, and uh, those awful mushrooms. 
Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Stay away from that, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have Goya, Mike. Mm-hmm. Goya. Mm-hmm. Bitter melon. Bitter Great. melon. This is like a spiky cucumber that tastes like ass. Stay away from it, everybody. This is the tuna and Goya. Uh, Somen champudu, which is like a noodle dish. And then, Mike, they got all kinds of Benny Emo. Benny Emo is a mm-hmm. kind of sweet potato. It's purple. Yep. And they've got all sorts here. They got the Mont Blanc. They got the pudding. They got the crepe, a crepe stuffed with Benny Emo whipped mm. cream and a chocolate diamond. And then what I'm most looking forward to, they got the pineapple onion tofu. Onion tofu, oh, a fantastic dessert. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that's big in Okinawa, Mike, is the uh, brown sugar. I guess they yes, grow sir. sugar in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. And they got the... Uh, the uh, shoe cream with brown mm. sugar. Mm. Uh, and then, Mike, what would be an Okinawa campaign without some shikwasa? Shikwasa. Oh, yeah. The citrus native to Okinawa that oh, uh, yeah. looks like a lime, but it's not a lime. Yeah. And uh, you see it everywhere. Fun to say shikwasa, also shikwasa. known as shikwasa. But. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Mike? What do you think about what Mini Stop's cooking up here? Love it. Um, I have to say, Okinawa is one of the places in Japan. I think like Honshu and Hokkaido, Shikoku, the other like large islands. I have a general sense of like what everything is, the ingredients as well. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when it comes to Okinawa, there's always these like words or things that come in and I don't actually know. Like you were talking about this, um, the Butani um uh kakuni sorry the buta kakuni um makizushi and the lafute fu yeah no idea this is probably something like okinawa related but i just don't know what it is um also abura miso i you know that's probably something but like again like it's like okinawa is like one of the few places i'd say in japan still where like you hear things and you just like don't really know what they mm. they are. They don't they don't like make their way completely to um to the main island. Um so yeah, I mean I gotta be honest, there's a couple here that I'd like to talk about a little bit more, but I'll I'll just say taco rice, everybody. Um don't sleep on it. I know it sounds weird. <laughs> like taco rice, like how could just like you know, gr- um, ground beef on, uh, on top of rice with some cheese, you know, depending on where you get it, there's lettuce and tomato lettuce. and stuff. It, sure is. it you, it, I, I, I think it would be natural to sort of dismiss it. <laughs> there's the dog as well, but it's just so good. It's so, so good. I'm a huge fan of taco rice. Um, so definitely give it a try if you're in Japan and don't, you know, yeah. Couldn't agree more. And there's a whole vibe to taco rice. Oh, yeah. I think because of its Okinawa origins, anytime Mm -hmm. you see taco rice, good taco rice in Japan Mm. outside of Okinawa, it's usually in like a tropical themed setting. Yeah. And that's because they're embracing the origin story of taco rice. Speaking of which, I, I did learn a little bit about that because I wrote about the Okinawa campaign in the Convenient Boys newsletter last week. And mm-hmm. it comes from, so why taco rice? How did taco rice show up yeah. in Okinawa? Well, uh, I think most people know the United States has some big military bases 
yes, in sir. Okinawa. And there was an mm-hmm. enterprising guy. I can't remember his name now. I wish I could remember it. And he was mm-hmm. trying to appeal to American soldiers' tastes. And he thought, oh, hmm. what if I made a little Tex-Mex style oh. rice? And so he came up with uh, taco rice, and it was a big hit. And um, so that's how oh. taco rice got started. An enterprising guy trying to appeal to American soldiers. And inspired by Tex-Mex cuisine, cooked up the first batch of taco rice. Tex-Mex, you know... Oh interesting you know like japan you can't get mexican food let's be honest you can't get tex-mex food you can't get mexican food one of the one of the unfortunate things about japan i'll say because like if i think of some you know like japanese chef like really took the time to really try and like handle you know mexican cuisine for example i think they could do amazing things but it's just like yeah you don't see it but Interesting to know that taco rice is a was purposefully a Tex-Mex dish. That that's very cool. Very very cool. Tex-Mex, by the way, I went to Dallas. That is a heck of a cuisine. Mm, Any one t- of the real Mexican. We had none of that up here in New England. You go to Dallas, it's incredible. The Mexican, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, just outstanding. And uh, you're right, Mike. Japan needs more. Me- Everybody needs more Mexican food. Yeah, taco rice, good start. But hey, come on, let's get serious about this. All right, that's the Okinawa campaign out of mini stop, Mike. Um, what do you say we head on over to the Chicky Wars this week? Sounds great, Matt. Um, unfortunately, um, things aren't popping off as hard as they were uh, last time we checked in, where we had, I think, a record five or six five. chickies. They might have been seven. It might have been seven. This week, we've only got one, but uh, hey, it's a big one. And you'll notice the pun, Matt. Um, we're at Lawson, and we are seeing the Dekara Agekun regular flavor. Dekai, Japan, means big, huge. So it's basically just like huge Kara Agekun. Um, it's your normal, old, regular flavored Kara Agekun, but um, they're big. Um, and as always, I mean, good God, talk about jobs that you know you would uh, like dream jobs designing cover art for karagekun <laughs> as always the lawson people just knock it out of the park we've got karagekun he's wearing like a tuxedo or maybe or something and he's got his arms raised he's holding a chicky and his hair is the oh, karagekun i nice. think is what it's supposed to be maybe that's not right no that is not what it's supposed to be. It's just the cover is being removed. But anyways, very cool. He's just a huge guy over top this this big city. Um, I don't think this is new. I think we've seen some form of big Karagekun before. Just depends on how big they are. Um, That's the question. I don't know, Matt. Yeah, yeah. What, what what are your thoughts on this one? Well, they you know normally when they release an item like this, they give you the uh, volume comparison. You know, like 1.5 times the size, something like that. Here, they don't do that, which makes me yeah. think, okay, how much bigger are these things going to be? And how... I think it also says that the price is the same as a normal Oh, Kun. Is that what that says? Right. There? Yes, it is. So hmm. I'm a little skeptical of what's going on here. I'm How big are these things really? We got, you know, who's going to do a great breakdown of this, I'm sure. 
the super salary man he's probably on top of this already yeah we got to pull up the site and see i i gotta say matt my question would be like we've seen bigger sorts of things before and you know the normal size of a karagi kun you know probably about i don't know inch and a half two inches circular what would be a like size that you Mm -hmm. would be pretty blown away you know what would you hope that these would be the deck dekai you know that's you know that's a big word yeah i would you know one and a half times the size i'd be looking for yeah yeah minimum one and a quarter minimum minimum what if how about like why hasn't i got a question here man now this is sorry i'm gonna take us to a different place but yeah sure what would happen if Lawson released a chicky-sized Karagekun? Well, wouldn't that just be a chicky? It would be a chicky. Oh, you mean it would like be a an... box of chicky? In the no, I just mean box. No, no, no. I just mean one big Karagekun. How do you think that would go? Do you think you could take that? What makes the Karagekun nugget great? You think you could extend that to the size oh, of a chicky? Question because the karaage kun nugget it doesn't have the juice, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have mm-hmm. the juice. What the karaage kun is doing, it's leaning into the flavor, the cheese flavor, the hot flavor, lemon yeah. flavor, or any one mm-hmm. of the two hundred and forty Etsy scroll flavors that have been released over the decades of karaage yeah. kun's history. But I I don't think it would work because there's no juice. I think you yeah. gotta because you know. I think you need the juice to to mm-hmm. warrant a giant like a chicky size karage kun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyways, just food for thought for the future, everyone. <laughs> we we called it here first, um, and I think if they do release it, it should go in a box, so the, the karage kun box. But you just pull it out, and it's like a sleeve almost. A sleeve. So, you heard it here first. We'll see that's what happens. Well, that's an interesting idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, let's head over to the new item scoreboard. Uh, let's take the numbers this week, Mike. Family Mart's got 44 new items, Lawson 28, 7-Eleven 108, Mini Stop 25, Daily Yamazaki 12, Seiko Mart 7, New Days 33. Any thoughts on those numbers, Mike? Not really. I mean, we got pretty classic, you know, lineup. Um, happy to see it. Yep. All right, well, let's head to our winners and losers. We look at all of these items, do that hard work, and find out, you know, what's winning and what's losing here. Let's start off with your loser this week, Mike. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Oh, no. We got a timely one, Matt. Oh, um, no. Why? Oh, well, the vegetable thing? Yeah, man. I'm sorry to do this again. I'm sorry to do this again, Matt. What do we got here? We got spicy taco rice, which is great. And this is out of 7-Eleven. They've got it separated. You've got the bowl of rice. Um, and then sitting on top of that, you got this little like compartment that's got, um, I'd say a third of it is uh, meat. A third of it is sort of like a spicy sauce. You got a little bit of cheese and then you got some lettuce in the background. It's the final third. And you take this and you dump it all on top of the rice and you make yourself a nice little taco rice. Will be great. Undoubtedly great. But Matt, and I'm sorry to bring this up again, but this is just the most flagrant. um, (laughs) This is the most flagrant uh, 
you know, uh, version of this that I've seen. This They're saying this is a half a day's worth of vegetables, Matt. And we've, you know, we we brought attention to this issue many times before. Um, however, this, like I said, this is the most flagrant foul I've ever seen. A half a day's vegetable in this little pile of lettuce. Because I don't see... Any other vegetables, unless in that spicy sauce, there's a little bit of maybe onion, maybe a little bit of tomato. I see some chopped onion. I don't know, Matt. Um, can you? Maybe this isn't my loser. Maybe I'm just hoping no, that you I can mean, kind of walk you're right. me through I mean, this. I'm very, I mean, what you're looking at is about an, you know, a small handful of iceberg lettuce. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. That's it. So if you eat two essentially two four large bites of iceberg lettuce is mm-hmm. a full day's worth of vegetables according to my math here i think that is absurd it is and they should cut it out and i will say we're gonna keep keeping an eye on this and i will next time we see i i doubt we'll see a more flagrant version than this but if we do that day i'm gonna walk right in because my office is right next to the headquarters of 7-eleven <laughs> I'll walk right in there and I'll say, look, I need to talk to the CEO right now because I got a large or I'll go there. I'll go right to a lawyer. You know, I'll go right to a lawyer and say, like, we we got a class action lawsuit on our hands. So, well, I don't know if there's <laughs> class action. I don't know if there are. But. Well, I guess there must be no regulatory body overseeing this. It's sort of like uh, like vitamins, like um Yes. In, here in Portland, we, we, we just discovered a shop called, um, what's it called? Oh, I can't, it's called like the bag bar or something or the IV bar. And you go and you get, you get hooked up to an IV what? and, uh, you, you get pumped with like, uh, like vitamin B magnesium and they have all these plans. Like, you know, they got like the business traveler plan. Or like the you know the the sex plan, and they have all these concoctions that you know suppose will help mm. you recover from jet lag. You get hooked up to the IV, and then you just get pumped through full of this you know vitamin B or whatever. Nobody's overseeing Jesus. that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds yeah. dangerous. Yeah, it does sound dangerous. But anyway, okay, you're you're right. This right. is ridiculous. I mean, like, right. iceberg lettuce. It's like eight pieces. It's not a half. Yeah, vegetables. not no way, not a chance. Taco rice yep. is good though. Is awesome. Yeah, so timely. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike. My loser this week. I can't remember what it is actually. <laughs> Family Mart. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got the corn stick, Mike. Now. Mm-hmm. We got a, a piece of uh, like a long stick of bread. Yeah. Soft bread. It's a soft, mm-hmm. pale bread. Mm. And it's got like a, it almost looks like a mass grave of corn kernels kind of nestled into this bread. Mm-hmm. But then, Mike, of course, it's got mayonnaise on it. Mm. So it's got the corn mayo combo. The mayonnaise is is baked into the bread. It's not topped out of the oven. So I think what they're doing, they're putting the mayonnaise on the raw dough. They're sprinkling the corn on 
then they let the bread rise around the corn so you get kind of the divot grave effect mm -hmm. okay and then they bake it that's my guess on how they're pulling this off here and um mm. i just japan does weird stuff with corn uh they sprinkle it on all kinds of stuff frequently paired with mayonnaise mm -hmm. um here you know what else, what what what's going on? i don't get it yeah man i oh geez i hate that they do this because <laughs> it's hard to like do corn wrong you know it's such oh, a like a versatile yeah. delicious dish i was gonna say of all the ways that japan does corn bad one way they do it really well is uh corn tempura Ooh. Ooh. my god yeah i mean one of the great dishes like lightly Ooh. breaded corn like a big like mm. sort of like pile of corn oh my god um i don't know matt um yeah like everything about this just seems bad it's just very unappetizing it's like it stuck out to me as we were looking through the items it's just like a very unappetizing item for some reason and i think it's because like you said it, it conjures images of death and you know mass mass murder and um i don't know man i leo's a huge corn fan but i wouldn't give sure. him this i'll say that i'll say that yeah cornels keep it on the cob keep it on the cob yeah. come on all right oh, let's go on to our winners up. here mike let's see what you got mm -hmm. for your winner this oh nice one yeah man yep we we covered this in the campaign from mini stop um yep. But uh, this is the Tropical Anin Dofu. And nice. I don't know if we've taken the time to, like, really give a shout-out to Anin Dofu. Uh, yes, it does. Anin Dofu, Almond Tofu, I think it's called um, as well. Um, not specifically Japanese. It's also, like, a Chinese dish. Um, uh, it's made of apricot kernel milk, apparently. But it's, like, a sweet tofu-ish um, consistency. And I'd, I'd recommend everyone, if you're in Japan, give it a try. I mean, it's just so, so, so refreshing. It has a very nice firmness to it. Um, it's, yeah, it's basically just like a sweet tofu with like a little bit like stronger firmness to it. Um, and then, yeah, this is the tropical one. So, um, you know, we got some fruit on top, pineapple, mm. I guess, is this? Um, sure. And, um, oh, man, great, great summertime dish. Yeah, this was the one I was most excited about in the Okinawa campaign. Onion mm -hmm. dofu is fantastic. It's kind of like panna cotta, except a little yeah. lighter, I would mm -hmm. say, if you can imagine that, because panna cotta is pretty light. Super yeah. refreshing, like you said, Mike. Outstanding, mm. outstanding product. Nice choice. Mm. Thank you. All right, my winner this week uh, comes from Mini Stop. Mini Stop? Nope. Oh, oh, that's your loser. Nope. Matt's winner. Back-to-back -back winners for Mini Stop hey. this week, Mike. Uh, Mini Stop, famous for their ice cream. They got a new one out. This is the Nagano Papudu Softo. Papudu mm. Softo. It's grape ice cream. Grapes <laughs> coming from Nagoya, Mike, so that's why it's purple. These aren't just any grapes, though. Mm. These are Kyoho grapes, so these are oh, big, boy. fat boys. Um. Actually, one of the most amazing things, you know, first kind of weird experiences in Japan, my host family had these and mm -hmm. I watched my father, he would, he, my host father, he would, he would put one, one of these big grapes in his mouth, peel it with his teeth mm -hmm. 
Mm. Inside his mouth. Spit the skin and the seeds out. Yeah, this guy's like the Mickey Mantle of you know, <laughs> eating grapes. Because <laughs> these have seeds in them and the skin. The skin, you know, it's bitter. So you want that juice yeah. bomb. And these oh, are yeah. juice bombs. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that I never learned how to peel the grapes in my mouth. I, I do it with my fingers. Did you ever get good enough to peel with your teeth, Mike? I can peel a, a smaller grape. I don't know if I could handle one of these guys. So, um, <laughs> but uh, no, so I'm not at that level. Not at that level. It also um, comes with a spoon you can eat. Oh, yeah. How do you like that? This is a this is a, <laughs> this is a, a like a like a butter cookie spoon. Okay, so it's a cookie that is shaped like a little little spoon. So you eat the spoon if you if you uh, you know it comes in a big waffle cone. So you scoop it out of the waffle cone when you eat it. So I thought that was pretty fantastic. Also environmentally friendly. You know that's a that's not just uh, enough with the with the paper straws, everybody. Give yeah. me a cookie straw or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I, I like this, but last thing about this, Mike, you know, I, I think I've told this story before, but yo uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ho, you know, I was my first, uh, you know, it's a uh, festival season in, uh, in the Noto, you, you wind up going into random people's houses and just eating a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, my supervisor was taking myself and a friend, uh, around the town and eventually we we came to a to a house that was serving these kyoho and you know somebody asked oh do you like kyoho man and i said oh yes i do yeah i, li- I like kyo new i like kyo new and I, I i wasn't saying it correctly everybody was laughing at me why are they laughing at me i, I just saying i like kyo new i like grapes i like grapes kyo new i love grapes and people just kept laughing and laughing well mike i it, Kyonyu does not mean grapes. Kyoho means grapes. Kyonyu means enormous breasts. Mm-hmm. Kyo, the kanji for gigantic. Nyu, the kanji for milk. And I was announcing to this whole group of strangers that I love enormous breasts. So don't make that mistake, everybody. It's Kyoho, not Kyonyu. All right, Mike. One of my favorite stories, yeah. <laughs> That wraps up our winners and losers uh, for this week. It's mm-hmm. on to uh, my favorite segment. That's at the Gemba with Mike. The Gemba, of course, the place where the action happens. Mike, you're in Japan. Uh, I'm excited about this one this mm, week. You got, a, you got yes. a banger for us here. Got a banger. Got a <laughs> banger, Matt. For the first time in a long time, got a banger. Matt, what are we talking about? I think we picked this up last time we talked. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure we did. We've got the Nana Chiki Carapeno, Matt. Not Jarapeno. We got the Carapeno. The Cara meaning spicy, and that's sort of a play on words of habanero. Um, all right, Matt. So this is actually, I guess, like it's not on the official site anymore or something, but here it is. 7-Eleven's Nana Chiki Carapeno. So yeah, this is, first off, Matt, so I got this. You know the Nana Chiki. This is not the breading of a Nana Chiki. This yeah. is a more sort of aggressive, oh, like yeah. crunchier um, version of the, the Nana Chiki. Looks like shrapnel. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. 81 grams. Someone's doing the, yeah. This is like more like a normal, 
Look at that. That's a normal yeah. Nana chicken. Look at this. I mean, the br <laughs> yeah. That looks outstanding. It is outstanding. So like cornflakes. Oh, exactly, exactly. Oh, so you, wow, you can see that slice right there, Matt. Oh. So. All right. I will say in terms of the breading, it was outstanding. As you can see, I mean, like this is better breading, like in terms of its like texture than some, some of these chickies we've seen that are like, you know, like, especially trying to be like this more sort of, you know, like a rough and gritty texture. Mm. So that was great. The chicken itself was very, very good and very juicy. Oh, um, so juicy. Yes. This is a normal family <laughs> And there he is, the super salary man. Wait, this is another site that's picked up the super salary man. Oh no, he's got a new, a new blog maybe? All right, anyways, Matt, I will say, first off, the chicken, the breading, everything out of this world. However, Matt. Oh boy, here it comes. It had that jalapeno flavor, oh. it did. And it was good, but maybe it was just the chicky I got. Maybe it was just my mood of the day. Absolutely no spiciness whatsoever. But isn't jalapeno, isn't the flavor of jalapeno spicy? Well, that's what I thought before I had this. <laughs> so I guess my question to you, Matt, is would you enjoy a jalapeno flavored chicken that wasn't spicy well the whole point of jalapeno chicken i would think is 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 to be spicy right so i guess i don't think so mm -hmm. but i don't know what other flavor does jalapeno have besides spicy though when you say it, right. it had the jalapeno flavor but it wasn't spicy what what was that flavor Right. So imagine like a jalapeno, the minute you bite into it, before it gets to the back of your tongue and like you get any of that spiciness, it's kind of like a, almost like a sa little bit sour, maybe, um, sour. Uh, sort of flavor. Uh, and that's what it tasted like. And I got to be honest, it was very refreshing for me. It was almost like a light hint of sour jalapeno-ish flavor without the spiciness. I don't know, Matt. This is a very big mystery. I'm going to try and go out and get another one. <laughs> but it was, but it was, it was, I'll, I'll put this into perspective. Leo hates spicy stuff. He eats like a little bit of spicy and he goes out of control. He actually took a bite of this and said he liked it and he said he wanted another bite. Well, so. That says it all. Yeah, and on his second bite, he did say like, ah, it's spicy, it's spicy, but I don't know, Matt. So I I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it four stars. Mm. It was surprising, um, and the breading was out of this world. And then also just, it made me think, like, what is the flavor of spicy things that, that aren't actually spicy? You know, being, started thinking about a lot of things, so... So in general, very nice, very, very worthwhile experience. That is an interesting question. Um, I've not thought about it myself, but you know, it, I guess that wasn't their intention because it's cotta peño, cotta spicy. So I don't know, maybe you got a dud or, you know, it's, I, it seems like it's worth getting a second one. If only to have that breading. Uh, yeah. One more time. 
Let's translate the super salary man. This is how he's, this is the like catch copy he's put for this. Let's just put this into um, Deep L, which is a good uh, Japanese to English translator. Let's see what he says. This is the intense spiciness, intense and spicy. So yeah, maybe I just got a dud. Maybe my, my, um, my. Well, the Japanese also, the, the, the calibration on spicy is different there. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you eat like a bite of whipped cream. <laughs> you know, oh, burning, burn me up. You know, I mean, it's just not a country that embraces spicy food. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. So maybe, maybe for the Jap, the Japanese, this is a spicy chicky. Apparently, if the super salary man is saying so, and I'm going to give him a little little like here. I don't even know what this. Oh, there he is. The man, the man. Oh, still my God. Still doing the hard work. Still doing the hard work. But, um, yeah, man, that's all I've got for this week. Um, well, here but, in America, uh, it's ghost pepper everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just ghost pepper up the ass here. I mean, everybody's got it. So, and you, you get it. It's not even spicy. It's barely yeah. spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the ghost pepper um, when I was home. The burger, um, where was it? It was uh, not in and out, but Burger um, King has uh, ghost pepper cheese. Oh, maybe that's Wendy's. Anyways, yeah. So, all right, all right, Mike. That wraps up another podcast here. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Special thanks to everybody who's been supporting the podcast by paying us money. Folks like Carrie G. St. Michelle M. H. Bongo, Professor H. Matt, the Antonio Wake Group, Japan, Devon Pine, Bobby Judo, Anonymous 1 and 2. If you want to support the podcast, uh, best way now is to subscribe to our newsletter. You can become a convenient master Mm -hmm. uh, by subscribing to our newsletter and paying for that. Or, you know, just fork over five bucks. Five bucks a month, everybody. You kidding me? How much is an average haul? I mean, eight, nine bucks. You're doing that probably at least. If you're listening to this podcast and you live in, you're doing that at least once a day. You can pull yep. over five bucks for a newsletter. We come on, by the way. Good content. Good content. Very good. Very um, good. Share and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe and like, watch this stuff on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody. That's it, Mike. I guess. Uh, I guess I'll see you at the convenience. See you at the convenience, Matt.